Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. District of Conservation is sponsored by Real Camo Girl. It's a lifestyle brand focused on ladies who love the great outdoors. Through the website and social media platforms, they offer a safe space where the ladies can share their pictures, stories, wild game, and fish recipes, and news articles about conservation and hunting perspectives. I've served as a pro staffer of theirs since September 2016. It's been two years, and I've learned it's a network of women who love fishing, hunting, and the outdoors in general. Women come from all sorts of backgrounds, experience levels, and regions throughout the United States, it's a welcoming environment, and should you choose to be involved, especially if you're a lady, you will really enjoy it. So be sure to check out Real Camo Girl at www.realcamogirl.com and follow them across social media. Welcome to episode 11 of District of Conservation. Now that the midterm elections have come and gone, there are some interesting results that hunters, anglers, and shooting sports enthusiasts should be aware of. I'm going to use this podcast in a shorter format to break down some interesting changing of the guard and notes and sayings of individuals who will be at the helms of government or at least certain branches of government. Uh, Some interesting news, positive news that came from the elections and what hunters, anglers and shooting sports enthusiasts can do going forward, even with a slight change in government. So one of the most interesting results from the election is that more anti-gun Democrats were elected over pro-NRA lawmakers into the House of Representatives. And with Democrats taking back the House of Representatives, many new Democrat members have pledged to push the strictest gun control measures imaginable when they retake the House in January. It was noted that gun control groups spent far more than pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment organizations like the NRA, NSSF, and others this election cycle. Two groups that spent the most were Michael Bloomberg's Every Town for Gun Safety and Gabby Giffords's Americans for Responsible Solutions. Both groups cumulatively spent $37 million combined for the past election cycle, and gun rights groups only spent a $20 million amount this past election cycle. So the gun control groups far outgunned gun groups. And uh, that unfortunately goes to show with, with who was elected, but there is some positive news despite Democrats taking control of the house of representatives. They may flex their gun control muscle in that chamber, but their efforts will die in the U S Senate, which is thankfully still controlled by Republicans who are pro second amendment. You need both chambers of Congress to pass legislation, which would then go on to be signed by the president. As we all know, President Trump has pledged and reiterated that he won't sign or support any gun control legislation or put it into law. So that's pretty encouraging news. You guys should be aware of that. But we should keep a watchful eye on these Democrats who claim to be for hunting, claim to be for guns, but control or support the opposite, I should say. And there are many of these newly elected Democrats who claim to be pro-gun. They claim to be moderate, who say they will support common sense gun control legislation, but... You have to be a little bit pessimistic. I think our worst fears can be realized. They're going to support very radical positions like abolishing or banning most semi-automatic hunting rifles, magazine bans, and the like. 
So their statements and votes should be recorded, and we're going to do our best to hold them accountable here at the podcast. Another unfortunate, or rather another interesting, I should say, result that happened and because of this switch in the House of Representatives is the fact that the new Natural Resources Committee chairman, unfortunately, is a huge anti-hunter, anti-Second Amendment guy. For any hunters who care about who is deciding policy in relation to your lifestyle, it is unfortunate to, to say that the one gentleman who's going to be heading up this respective committee, the House Natural Resources Committee, is Representative Raul Grijalva, a Democrat from Arizona. And it goes to show, not surprising, that environmental groups like Western Priorities have suggested that and applauded this guy who has vowed to bring increased oversight and scrutiny of, let's say, Secretary Zinke and other top interior officials. And it was uh, noted in Outside Magazine uh, with the so-called gun expert, Wes Seiler, who routinely trashes the NRA and says Hunter should abandon the NRA. Uh, following an exclusive interview, and Grijalva is quoted as saying this, the first thing we're going to do will be to have him, Secretary Zinke, come before the committee and answer questions. If necessary, we'll use our subpoena power to get this information. I should make it aware that Secretary Zinke, unfortunately, is in some trouble and could bow out of the administration. I have applauded much of his policy agenda and uh, uh, efforts to increase hunting and shooting sports and fishing access. But uh, a recent event, unfortunately, has come back to haunt him. And if he were to bow out from the administration, he's, it's highly chatted that he would leave. Uh, David Bernhardt, who is the deputy secretary of the interior, could take his place. Now, back to Grohalva. I think hunters should be concerned about this guy holding the gavel in the House Committee on Natural Resources. And here's why. If you look at his ratings from special interest groups, the bulk of his support and nearly unanimous support for his efforts come from groups like the Humane Society, Brady Campaign, and many others. So I'm going to briefly break down his ratings and who he is accountable to. As of 2017 to 2018, he holds a 100% rating from the Humane Society, which, as you all know, or if you don't know, you will know, is opposed to manage hunts of bears, wolves, and other predator species, and they're generally opposed to hunting in general. Uh, in 2018, as of this year, he only scored 13% on NRA scorecard and not surprisingly scored 100% on the Brady campaign. And that re- figure was from 2015 to 2016. As of 2017, he scored 100% rating from the Defenders of Wildlife Action Fund. As of 2017, he scored a 96% rating from the League of Conservation Voters, lifetime scorecard, and a 100% on the scorecard for the League of Conservation Voters National Environmental Scorecard. As recent as 2012, he scored 100% on the Sierra Club scorecard. And during 2015 to 2016, he scored 100% on Animal Welfare Institute scorecard. And as of 2012, he got 0% from the Sportsmen and Animal Owners Voting Alliance. And these figures are all from VoteSmart. If you guys had any questions, I'm going to include that in the note section of the podcast, but I'm not making this up from thin air. This is readily available. It goes to show who this gentleman is, where his interests lie, and it's not with hunters and sportsmen. And this guy, much like uh, the reporter I alluded to, is not a friend of the NRA. He doesn't like NRA members. And he is quoted as saying when he announced a bill called the Access Act in November of last year, he said, we need to stop 
this is Grijalva. We need to stop letting the gun lobby and its partners in Congress use sportsmen's as a shield to advance their agenda. Instead of catering to National Rifle Association lobbyists, our bill expands access to public lands and protects America's outdoor heritage, he said. He added, conserving wildlife and habitat while opening up new opportunities for hunters, anglers, and other outdoor enthusiasts is a win for everyone. It may not be how the gun pushers in D.C. prefer to do business, but it's a welcome step forward for sportsmen tired of seeing their priorities hijacked. And that is from a press release uh, that he jointly co-wrote or put out, I should say, from Congressman Mike Thompson. And don't be fooled by him throwing the occasional bone to sportsmen. His record speaks for himself. His endorsements speak for his his voting habits and his badgering of the National Rifle Association shouldn't come as a surprise and shouldn't and should irk people because I mean obviously you don't have to agree with everything NRA does. Us members have disagreements with how they do certain things, but I don't think this guy is good to lead the House Natural Resources Committee and we'll do our best to keep a watchful eye on him. A more positive thing that happened is that North Carolina overwhelmingly voted in the right to hunt and fish amendment. So it became the 22nd state to enshrine the right to hunt and fish in its state constitution. This amendment will limit the state's ability to unscrupulously regulate hunting and establish hunting as the preferred means of managing wildlife. This amendment would acknowledge, I should say, the right to hunt, fish, and harvest wildlife and to use traditional methods to hunt, fish, and harvest wildlife. The amendment does not define quote-unquote traditional methods. This right would be subject to laws passed by the legislature and to rules I first to promote wildlife conservation and management and two to preserve the future of hunting and fishing. If it passes, the amendment will not affect any laws regarding trespassing property rights or eminent domain. The The amendment does not address its effect on local laws concerning public safety or on commercial hunting and fishing. This amendment would also establish that public hunting and fishing are a preferred means of managing and controlling wildlife. So it should be known that this ballot measure was heavily supported by groups like the National Rifle Association, Congressional Sportsmen Foundation, and also the National Shooting Sports Foundation. It also won support from the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission, which is the state agency there. And not surprisingly, it was opposed by anti-hunting groups like the Humane Society and also North Carolina's Governor Cooper, who is a Democrat, and most of the North Carolina Democrat Party. And not surprisingly, a lot of money was poured in from anti-hunting interests to see this measure defeated, and it was approximately $1.2 million. But it goes to show without saying that this was a win for conservation, and hopefully this amendment will encourage more people to hunt, fish, and engage in shooting sports safely. That was episode 11 of District of Conservation. If you have any questions about the aforementioned legislation that I talked about or the changes in the House of Representatives makeup that could effectuate and affect, especially affect deleteriously, uh, legislation related to sportsmen, anglers, and shooting sports enthusiasts, please reach out to me and I could help you clarify any questions you may have. But that's what's going to be happening. It's going to be an interesting minimum two years with the divided chambers Congress and to see if any sportsman's legislation will be heralded. A lot of people, I'm afraid, since they lost the re-election bids, uh, sponsors of critical legislation like the Modern Fish Act uh, were defeated. So some key pieces of legislation may not be ushered in due to the fact that some of the champions of conservation for fisheries management and even for hunting uh, unfortunately lost their bids for re-election. So we'll keep a watchful eye on that and keep you all posted here at District of Conservation. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and other 
supporting platforms. You can find us at anchor.fm slash district dash of dash conservation. Very easy to find us. You can review us, subscribe to us, leave a comment, share us across your social media feeds and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd greatly appreciate that. And we're going to have some more exclusive interviews coming your way from top newsmakers in and around the DC metro area, hopefully some politicians, and we'll discuss some legislation that could be coming your way once Congress, uh, or maybe during this lame duck session, or hopefully after Congress, the new Congress, I would say, comes back. So thank you again, and stay tuned.